TBRI. 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 Trust-based relational intervention. TBRI is an attachment-based trauma-informed intervention that is designed to meet the complex needs of vulnerable children. TBRI uses empowering principles to address physical needs, connecting principles for attachment needs, and correcting principles to disarm fear-based behaviors. While TBRI is based on years of attachment, sensory processing, and neuroscience research, the heartbeat of TBRI is connection. Hello and welcome to the TBRI podcast. You're listening to Season 1, Episode 6. On this show, we talk all about trust-based relational intervention, or TBRI. We talk about the different elements of the model itself, and also about how TBRI is applied in various systems of care and practice. Today's episode is the first of a two-part conversation with Darren Jones and Troy McPeak. Darren is the Associate Director of Outreach here at the Karen Purvis Institute, and Troy is the Associate Director of the Texas Model with the Texas Juvenile Justice Department. A few months ago, Darren and Troy sat down to talk about their respective TBRI journeys. Now, if you've joined us for other episodes, you may have picked up on the theme that for many of us, there's a before TBRI and after TBRI moment in our lives. And over the years, we've had conversations around this theme with caregivers and parents and TBRI practitioners and everything in between. And so we're really excited to bring some of these discussions to the podcast. Today is the first of what we hope will be many front porch style conversations about trust-based relationships. Darren and Troy talk about how they were both voluntold to attend TBRI training in their previous jobs and how that experience has shaped the way they see the world. It's shaped their work with vulnerable children and youth, and it's also shaped how they reflect on their own histories. Today, we'll hear the first part of their front porch conversation, and then next week, we'll hear part two. So without any further delay, here are Darren and Troy. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Troy, I sure appreciate you uh, joining this conversation today, man. Happy for you to be here. Well, thank you. I'm happy to be here, and I thank you guys for having me on this podcast. Great, great. Well, my name is Darren Jones, as mentioned, uh, Director of Outreach here at the KPICD, and we really want to have a conversation about how Troy and I stumbled upon uh, TBRI, as well as this internal conflict and uh, dialogue that we have, you know, inside of us each and every day as we uh, serve kids. So uh, to start off, I just want to share a little bit about um, how I stumbled upon TBRI. And and then, Troy, I want to pass the mic to you to share a bit about uh, how you stumbled upon TBRI. Um, but for me, Troy, it was it was more of I was I moved from Kentucky to Fort Worth, working in a residential facility, and and I was the supervisor there, and I didn't know anything about trauma informed care. I didn't know anything about TBRI, and I was working with these these youngsters, uh, ages four to four to twelve, and um, they 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 really ate my lunch, and they taught me a lot. I'm, you might be able to relate to that, uh, Troy, but. Um, but but it was, you know, these particular group of kids were just having um, challenges in behaviors day in and day out. And, and I remember the day being invited to a training uh, by one of my coworkers. And 
and it was pretty interesting. It's, it's you know, looking back, um, the training I went to was was um, the founder of TBI, Dr. Purvis, and and one of the things that I always share, and and I'll share it now, that really impacted you know me as I stumbled on TBI was I heard Karen say, you know, the kids bled before they came and um, came to us and they shouldn't bleed on our watch. Mm, and and that was, that was, that was a pretty, you know, powerful moment and a, and a, and a turning point. Um, but anyway, how did, how did you come about TBI, Troy? Well, I moved out to, to Texas from California back in 2007 and started working at Williams County Juvenile Services. And around 2015, we had been slightly introduced to, you know, motivational interviewing, right. Some different things that, had slight focus on trauma, right, but not into any great depth at all. So I was voluntold. So our assistant chief heard um, Jessica Kilpatrick with Starry talking about TBRI and said that that's what we need to do at our facility. So we were a group of five and we were all voluntold to go to TBRI practitioner training in Austin. And um, that's when I became a TBRI practitioner. And shortly after that, you all invited me to be a mentor, right? But we were tasked with implementing TBRI within our facility. So I believe we were the first juvenile justice department to actually implement the strategies, concepts, and really apply it in our correctional facility. So that was my, uh, my introduction to real trauma. And one thing that stood out to me was hearing Dr. Cross say that even though trauma happens in relationships, the only way to truly heal is through relationships. So that ability to connect with kids is something that I feel like I innately already had because I had been like you working in California outside of LA, Riverside County, Kern County in group homes with youth that are in different gangs and whatnot. But I always felt like I served as almost their father figure. And I've been told that a lot of different times to where, you know, you just really pour in to the youth, you know, things that they've never had, which is somebody a lot of times that just cares about them. Right. So. Right. Right. Well, one one of the things, Troy, I, I really enjoy the times you and I get to, you know, talk is that um, even though you grew up in Cali and I, I grew up in Arkansas, you know, the neighborhood and, and um, I know you and I enjoy the conversations because we connect on so many levels, even though we're from different locations, but share a lot of, the, you know, similar backgrounds. And, and so, like, thinking through this, this, this internal dialogue and conflict, I know I have, and I'd be interested to hear, you know, as, as we go on from, from your side. But what part of that conflict, one of the things is having, having grown up in Arkansas, you know, man, I, I, you know, I've just, I've, I feel like I've seen it all as far as, you know, drugs on the streets, either people selling dope or, you know, um, people addicted to drugs, you know, both outside the family, inside the family, you know, having, uh, I feel like a good majority of my, my friends that I grew up with, you know, my circle, um, uh, a lot of people go back and look at their, uh, your book and, and sadly to say, you know, I, I go and look at Arkansas Department of Corrections to, to check up on, you know, my, my, my people. And, and then, you know, I just think through one thing that stands out, you know, when you think about trauma and just this history, um, it's like, man, I remember the first time, uh, I was in seventh grade and, and one of my buddies, you know, uh, grew up with, um, 
you know, he all of a sudden I, you know, I get the word on the street that he's on the run and 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 murdered somebody in the in the club, you know, even at, at seven in cold blood at seventh seventh grade, you know. So 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 with that said. It's so many commonalities, you know, across uh, communities and, and, and things of that nature. Um, so I'm interested, Troy, you know, um, can you relate to some of those same things I can? And then also, like, what motivates you to, 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 to share with other folks, you know, based on your past experiences? Right. So I can definitely relate to you. One thing that, you know, growing up where I grew up, where I, I remember one time asking my grandmother, are we predisposed to violence? Right. Because it's hard to walk through a mall and look at another brother eye to eye and not feel, you know, some type of way. Like, is he testing me? Is he trying me? So always having to prove that kind of bravado. Right. But right. We're, I feel like we were just kind of predisposed to, to violence, whether it's, you know, I have a good friend of mine that I ended up going to playing college football with my best friend, but his older brother, um, this is my sophomore year in high school. Right. So he ended up killing somebody. Right. And at 17 years old and was convicted and is now still serving a life sentence. Right. So and I train people all across the state at its core of TBRI. Yeah. We're in constant conflict with our own upbringing, with our own desire to want to act, the way we always have to resolve conflicts. And for me, that was to fight. There wasn't a whole lot of flight in, in my life, right? I, I'll knuckle up with somebody in a heartbeat and I didn't necessarily care what gang you were from or who you were with or, or whatever. You're just going to have to prove it to me. Right. So right. with this particular situation, well, and this is one of the reasons why I hold TBRI so dear, because like I tell our staff at its core, if we can do nothing else but help the kids learn how to recognize how they feel and how to self-regulate, then we're giving them the greatest gift. And it can literally mean a matter of life and death. Because like right. you, I've got an ongoing list of gone but not forgotten, right? And I write out people that have been either killed, that I've known from playing football with, coming up from Pop Warner through high school, or people that have committed, you know, heinous crimes and went off to prison, so on and so forth, whether that's family, friends, associates, and whatnot. But I think at its core, like I said, if we could just learn how to manage our emotions effectively, then we, you know, we're doing a great service to one, the kids and our communities at the end of the day, because every kid that that person has an that that or every person that that kid has an interaction with it's like that ripple effect in a pond those interactions are going to be different because of this kid's now self-awareness right 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 no it's that's that's uh that's that's interesting man because uh i mean I, I it's like playing a plan going back and watching film in my brain now when i go out and teach people about tbri i keep going back to childhood then i'm like man if 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 we could have given you know, this person and their family, you know, this knowledge and information about trauma, about TBRI, you know, um, in this household, in this household, right. in this community, you know, I always think about like, what, what, what difference would that have made, you know, um, right. in, in the household and in the community? Because it's interesting because a lot of people, and, and I don't know if this is, is the same for you, Troy, but even now when I go back to Arkansas, you know, um, I, 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 I still, I connect with my people, you know, so 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 I, I find myself in the neighborhood, you know, hanging out, talking to, you know, various folks in the neighborhood. 
And um and 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 the thing about it, which is so sad, many people I grew up with experiencing trauma and have experienced it for years and in that vicious cycle, and they don't even know about it. They don't have a clue. It's it's like this uh discovery. If we have a conversation about it, you know, it's like this new discovery of like you know, when, when cell phones start becoming a thing, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> um, so, so, um, you, you ever had those type of experience and talking to people from your past and, and, and does trauma even come up in y'all's conversation? Literally all the time. Cause once, and here's the funny thing about becoming a TBRI practitioner is a transformation that happens within, right? Because now I'm looking at life. I even listen to music a little bit different. Like I hear the pain and the trauma behind the lyrics. So I, I had a conversation maybe a month ago with one of my God brothers and they're white and, and Hispanic. Their dad is from East Side Torrance, big time Cholo, Mexican Mafia, Sureño, all of that good stuff. Right. But growing up, like we, me and my God brother, Anthony, and I refer to him as my God brother because we've been close since literally the second grade which is kind of an anomaly where we come from because blacks and mexicans don't necessarily mix with each other in the gang Mm -hmm. culture right so anyhow i was my younger brother heard a podcast that i had done with empowered to connect and he called me and he thought it was so fascinating and we started walking through a lot of the traumas that they had gone through and why my other guy brother anthony responds to stress certain ways. And I started like, you know, talking about their attachment styles based on, you know, their upbringing, talking about, you know, my godmom's attachment style and their father and all the, you know, different trauma that they've gone through. And they found it so fascinating. So I do look through life through a completely different lens now. And it's funny, you know, touching back on what you said earlier, it's almost like we're in conflict with our own internal condition responses. And then the education piece that we have now knowing and understanding about trauma and ACEs and, and all of these right. different, you know, elements that TBRI teaches. So yes, it's definitely right. very interesting. Right. So, so, you know, one, one of the things that makes me think about is, um, you know, I, I, um, you, you, I'm not going to put words in your mouth, Troy, but, um, have you seen the Have you seen the movie Boys in the Hood? <laughs> yes, of course I have. That's a classic. <laughs> it's a it's a, cla- it's a classic movie, and um, and the thing about it is one of the lines at the end, Doughboy. You know, he says, you he know, either either they don't know, I they know don't you're getting ready to say that, <laughs> or they don't care about what's going on in the hood. Right. And um, and, and so like. <laughs> I've I've always had this this as we talk about this internal conflict and kind of talking to myself and this dialogue internally of like you know thinking about the things we're talking about is like how do we get you know this information you know we're talking about TBRI and and you know I'm I'm gonna just say it like it is how do you, how do you get TBRI to the hood you know right. uh, because it's it's very different from um certain different you know it's just different from other communities and um so you got any thoughts about that have you thought about that like how do you get it to the neighborhood i've thought about it over and over and over again because i honestly feel like tbri is the vaccine for fixing communities right and think about all the civil unrest going on right now across the country right protests um political parties and i'm not going to get too far into all of that but 
if we give people the ability to regulate themselves, take a minute, just take a step back and think before you respond based on an emotional response, it could be the world of difference. So, you know, I don't know how necessarily <laughs> to go about doing that, right? Maybe, right. you know, we go on a hood tour <laughs> <laughs> right. with TBRI banners and all of that. But I think it first starts in the home and then, you know, like my God brother or my cousin or whomever, you start to spread it that way based on those that you know. So the more people that get exposed and become intrigued by learning about trauma and can identify with some of the things that they've been through, then understand they respond to stress the ways that they do based on what they've been through. Um, I was listening to a neuroscientist. Uh, what was the name of this guy, Joe? I can't think of his, his last name, but anyhow, on this podcast, and he was talking about um, the stress and the trauma that we have gone through in our past will allow us to predict our responses in the future, right? Mm -hmm. Because our ultimately our body is hardwired and becomes our subconscious, right? And so sometimes we get hijacked by our subconscious responses based on what's worked in the survival you know, tactics that we've developed over time, right? We call that, you know, maladaptive coping mechanisms in a lot of mm -hmm. cases, right? So we end up getting hijacked by that. So how do we take away those maladaptive coping mechanisms where you really can't, but you can give somebody another set of tools to pull from? So I think yeah. that's kind of where this kind of fits in, right? If we can give people another set of tools of conflict resolution, then pulling out a gun and acting emotionally and killing one another, then, you know, maybe we can turn our communities around. So how do we go about right, doing that? Right. We need to have yeah, a, another right. side conversation on that one. And like I said, go do a, a you know, a hood tour. <laughs> right. No, I mean, and, and, you know, I think we laugh about the, about the hood tour, but I, I think it's, I think it's interesting and, and something to continue to talk about and think about because, you know, I go all the way back to um, thinking about like back in, I think it was around 2009 when I was, you know, first stumbled upon TBRI. And then, you know, I was, I was living in Texas and, and this was kind of this, you know, this, this scenario is I'm, I'm living in the community that, that is very different from the community I grew up in back at home, you know, so, so even right now, you know, the community I live in, um, the surroundings, I mean, even the, the yards are different, the people right. look different. Um, but then it's this constant, like, I, I live here, and then I go back home, you know, and I, and I visit. And then it's like, man, I feel like I'm, uh, you know, um, I think I feel like I'm leaving my folks behind, you know, because, right. because, because I go to the neighborhood or go to my grandma's house and, and I know all of the trauma and the stuff that's going on that we're talking about. And then I, I kind of escape and come back to, you know, Texas. So then I start to think about, well, how do, how do, how do we change that? You know, and then the things that I, that I think about is, is like you say, yes, finding that, that change, that change agent, you know, that champion, um, to to educate and get this information to, but then Troy, I kind of take it a little deeper than that, and 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 think in terms of, you know, I, I think of like my childhood. You know, I was raised up by my grandmother, and um and, and so like when you think about the, the the differences of my my grandmother doesn't necessarily trust the system, right? Mm -hmm. um, my, my, my grandmother doesn't necessarily have the means, you know, to, to get out to say, 
a, a TBRI practitioner training or to access, you know, she don't have the internet at her house. Let's just put it that way. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> or social media and things of that nature. But what's interesting is she, 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 if, if, if you, you know, go back then and bring it to current day, because this happens in communities all over, you know, um, she, she's raising up the community, you know, as a grandma, other people in our family, people in the community, and she's simply trying to survive herself, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So, and then the idea of like, you know, grandma showing up to an actual conference, a training and everybody, you know, looks different, sounds different, walks different, dresses different, you know, and this is very different information. Hmm. Um, you know, I always wonder in, 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 for myself, like. How would that if, be if, received? If, yeah. If I was, if I'm trying to get, you know, my grandma to understand and, 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 and accept TBRI and also based on her history and her, mm-hmm. you know, exposure to trauma and, and just this generational cycle we in, I, I've, I've really not come to a, to a, um, to a conclusion of how to make that happen, you know, because it's truly um, a challenge. And that's why I say, when you talk about, you know, I think we, I think we laugh about the hood tour, but um, I think one way is to engage you know, those people like the grandma, you know, in, in, in TBRI and that grandma becomes the champion and, and almost helping us uh, learn how to translate in, in, in this information and how to sell this information, if you will, quote unquote, sell it, you know, to um, uh, communities that are similar to where we came from. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a whole lot of sense. And I just think about, like you say, grandmother was doing the best that she could with the tools that she was given. And I think about the difference between TBRI now and the ability to identify and regulate your emotions and compromises choices, all the things, you know, when you talk about empowering other folks, but just how my grandfather, right, you kind of evoked a a feeling that my grandfather was kind of that old school, you know, lace your bootstraps, tighten your belt up and get it done. I remember helping him in the laundry room one time put up a shelf and I'm holding the shelf still and wham, he hits my finger with the hammer. Like, I mean, my nail fell off. He hit it hard. Like he was ridiculously strong. So I'm crying. I'm like eight years old. I start crying and you know, he's looking at me with just a blank stare for a minute. And, um, you know, after a couple minutes, he asked me, he said, did that help anything? (laughs) You talk about a mind, you know, kind of messed my mind up because, you know, my natural response was to cry. It hurt. It hurt bad. Right. But, you know, for him to just be so emotionally closed off and just to ask me, you know, did that help anything? Well, no, it showed in it because my thumb, you know, or my, my finger is still throbbing. It's purple and bleeding. Uh, it still hurts. And that right. emotional part that I displayed that crying didn't help anything. So I learned how to suppress my emotions, you know, relatively early right. in life. Right. Because there was no room for that. Right. You, right. You, we're groomed to be strong men. We're groomed to suppress those emotions. So now here I am, you know, teaching people how to identify how they feeling and properly use a voice to get their needs met based on how they feeling. So they don't have to, you know, act out in certain ways. So how right. would I, you know, now my grandfather passed away in 2012, God rest his soul. And he was a great man. And I look up to him and he, to me, epitomized what a, what a true man is supposed to be. But, um, you know, he was he was definitely a tough love for sure. Right. But how would I convey TBRI 
to him, right? Would he allow right. me to even <laughs> do an A score, you know, or, you know, go through the aces on him or, you know, talk about his attachment style or anything like that. It would be right. a hard sell. I say that. Right. And it sounds to me like, you know, grandma, right, would be a hard sell for you because they're ingrained and you think about the era that they grew up in and just all the trauma that they've been through. So oh, on yeah. one end, it's kind of like, you know, that double-edged sword on one end, maybe they receive it. Maybe they have a revelation and understanding of, you know, who they are and a better understanding of who they are or on the other end, I mean, they dismiss it. Right. 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 No, that's no, that's, that's good. I mean, I, you talk about my grandma with, switches switches and belts and stuff like that mm-hmm. um i can hear her voice now like boy you better get out of here with that stuff right you know? uh just but it, but, it, <laughs> right. but it but it also you know it does go back to um history you know because like you that type of upbringing you just described and then myself you know it was all about switches uh you better not cry i better not see a tear roll down your ear mm. uh, but down your down your face because if i do i'm gonna I'm I'm whoop you some more you know what i mean that type mm-hmm. of uh, mentality and it's interesting because even in the in the neighborhood you know we talked about the things that happened you know when you got the drugs and the violence going on um for me i couldn't you know uh uh be in the neighborhood and and shed a tear because that's a sign of being weak you know so Right. For, for years, I grew up with that that wiring and, and, and that mentality, you know. So with with that said, you know, Troy, when you were um and and when when you you know first were uh, voluntold, you know, to do TBRI and you began to engage with it, what 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 um what types of things did you question or challenge when you started hearing about? you know, the principles and strategies of TBRI? Like what types of things do you question a challenge when you, you know, bring your history and background into the content? Right. So maybe the redos for sure. You know what I mean? Because if somebody disrespected me growing up or anybody that I was associated with, it's like a checkbox, right? You, you are aggressive towards us or you say something disrespectful, you automatically earn yourself, you know, I call it an EBT, right? The early bedtime. <laughs> right. We're going to get physical, you know? So, <clears throat> so now we're in a population where kids get disrespectful. So you're always combating. Are you getting spit on or needing the groin or, you know, hit or whatever it might be. So being able to, like I said, regulate your own emotions so that you can help this young kid regulate theirs. Right. Right. And then offering redos and choices, but then having to convey, you know, to the kid, because the world's not going to necessarily give you a redo or a compromise or a choice. So if you can't learn how to appropriately get your needs met right now by conducting yourself like a young man or a young lady supposed to based on societal norms, then you're going to find yourself in the same situations over and over and over again. And I was kind of you know, putting that in a package to where the kids can receive it, kind of see it, visualize it. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'll use different scenarios like, you know, I'm riding a motorcycle and doing a wheelie 100 miles an hour, right? I can't get mad at the cop for calling a tow truck and towing my bike away, right? <laughs> right? Especially if it's not registered in my name, which is a true story <laughs> that actually happened. And I'm still <laughs> partly traumatized by that. So. <laughs> <laughs> but just right. putting it in context for the kids to really be under, be able to understand because here we are we're compassionate we're we're trained 
And we're here to proactively serve you in a sense of giving you the tools that you need to be able to function in society. However, the majority of society is not. And like you mentioned that quote from Boys in the Hood, either they don't know, don't share, or don't care about what's going on, right? right? And it don't matter if you come from L.A., the murder, right? That's what they nicknamed my city, Marino Valley, Uh, you know, Arkansas, New Orleans, uh, Chicago, or Georgetown, Texas, right. right? Trauma is trauma and it manifests itself in, in, you know, dysregulation. So. Right. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's, that's good, man. Cause I know, I know, um, you know, you with the redos and me with the, um, redos was a difficult one for me to, you know, I would always question it. And then, you know, choices, like you say, was always one. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I would, and I would question it because, you know, I, I mean, your history matters. Your 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 attachment, you know, figures matter. So I would always go back and and I would question everything with my grandma in mind. I was like, well, my grandma wouldn't do no redo, (laughs) you know, like, and 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 if she did a redo, it was like another SWAT with the switch, you know, or or I'm 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 gonna tell you one more time to go outside and get another switch out of the tree and bring it in here, you know, or choices, you know, you do it because I told you so. So it's it's always this this constant, you know, battle to this day, you know, struggling, um, with, with, um, you know, with the past upbringing and, and then right now, uh, present day with my kids or whomever, you know, I'm, I'm interacting with and, and, and serving. But for you, Troy, what was, what was your turning point? Like what sold you to, to, to say, okay, I trust this model. You know, I trust TBRI. I really, I really dig what it's talking about. What, what was your turning point, the selling point? The selling point for me was the education that I got from myself and understanding why I respond to stress the way that I do. For instance, my wife tells me all the time or used to tell me, right, it's hard to go places with you because you're always on charge or always, I call it TTG, trained to go. Right. Meaning anything happening, mm-hmm. I'm hyper vigilant of my surroundings and I'm ready to respond at the drop of a hat. So that was, Mm -hmm. you know, it didn't take much, right, for me. And I sat there with two hours, and I'm not sure exactly who did my AAI interview, but it revealed a lot to me. And then helping use that, being mindful of myself and my own past to help educate the kids of what they're going through. Because, you know, nobody is immune to making a mistake and being in the same, you know, in the same predicament as they currently are, are. Right. So that was that was that was really the turning point for me. And then to see it, you know, unfold over and over to see the kids start working on uh, some of the skills that they've been taught by Marla Burns and nurture groups. Now I go around and I facilitate nurture groups on the dorms, you know, with kids and staff. So just to see so many different intentional strategies on building connections and health or excuse me, fostering healthy relationships with the kids. Right. I mean, it's it's the blueprint to success, in my opinion, for everybody. Right. right? Right. For the hood, for for all the civil unrest going on, for the youth that are incarcerated, for foster families. It really is the blueprint to uh, to helping, you know, youth become productive adults, in my opinion. So, you know, I've seen behaviors change over time. Some last longer. I mean, as far as the dysregulation piece. And so you got to get more structured. Right. But. You know, I love combating that, uh, you know, that preconceived notion that TBRI doesn't have, you know, any um, accountability. Right. right, right. Because clearly we're, we're 
it, and I know I'm going off. I chase rabbits sometime, Darren. I'll forgive me for going rogue, but this is just it's so relevant to to what we're doing when we're talking about switching that lens, right? Mm-hmm. Because for me, that mindfulness piece helped me switch my lens on stop looking at kids a certain mm-hmm. way because I was that kid. So now that I'm trying to educate staff on how to use the principles of what we coined the Texas model or TBRI, the biggest hurdle and the first hurdle is helping them switch that lens. Right. Right. right? And stop looking at kids as being willfully disobedient, but them utilizing, you know, their uh, maladaptive coping mechanisms, right? Their skill set or, you know, as, as being survival behaviors, basically, right? Mm-hmm. And that these behaviors are a direct manifestation of the trauma. I'm quick to fight and get into a fighter stance when I hear loud noises based on the events that have happened to me in the past, you right. know? So. Right, right. No, that's, that's good, man. That's good. I think, I think for me, as I always go back to um, this, this young guy, this four-year-old who, um, you know, at the time, I, I didn't know anything about, um, I have never interacted with a kid so young, mm-hmm. no, knowing it, you know, with the knowledge of trauma and TBRI, knowing uh, uh, what was really going on with this young kid, that he, that he wasn't just a bad child or, you know, didn't write him off and saying, oh, he's crazy and things of that nature. And I was, right. I was view, viewing him through the lens of trauma. Mm-hmm. And it, it was... Um, and so I, I'll never forget when he when he showed up at the at the residential facility, he was you know um, highly sexualized and, and you know talking uh, sexual and and, and uh, cursing people out and you know self harm and destroying property and I mean you know I, I I recall you know the kid would always you know, kind of hug himself and just rock back and forth, you know, with his eyes closed for, right. you know, minutes or hours at a time. Mm. And and so like, I, I won't forget that turning point because I was like the, the, um, and, I, and I don't know if this makes sense, but it was like, I've been working here, you know, to serve. Yes. That was the kickoff, but it was so chaotic <laughs> and stressful. Right. You know, it, it, it literally just turned into a, a job in a, in a, in a, in a paycheck, which, which is sad, you know, and even hard to, to kind of say it out loud. But, but with that, the, the humanity came out of, of the day-to-day interactions, you know, so this, this moment with this four-year-old was the turning point where the, the you know the humanity if you will um i I just knew it right away like we gotta do something different and Mm -hmm. act and treat this four-year-old different because this this baby don't need to be restrained or or secluded he need he need a hug he needs somebody to pick him up and literally hold him and, and 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 rock him you know so like that was a a pivotal transition of 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 just doing you know checking the box every day and interacting right. with the, with the young folks uh versus this being truly relational you know with the kids and the staff the tbri podcast is produced by the karen purpose institute of child development at tcu to learn more about tbri and the resources mentioned in this episode please visit child.tcu.edu podcast